Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When I was a teenager, there was here in Knoxville, because I grew up here, and there was this place where teenagers used to like to hang out. And you know what the name of it was? The Place. Everybody liked to go to the place. Now, I was a teenager, so it wasn't drugs and drinking and, you know, all of that. But it was just a place where teenagers got together and we hung out. And I didn't get in trouble. I don't know what they did. I just got with my friends and, you know, you dance, you do whatever you do. And we just had a good time in that regard. But I can remember the excitement as a teenager when it was going to be time that I was going to go to the place place. I was going to go over there, you know, and there was going to be a band there, and I was going to see my friends, and uh, of course, there were going to be boys there, you know, so that was exciting for me as a teenager, you you can imagine. Have you forgotten? (laughs) Some of you, some of you, I don't know the way you're looking at me, (laughs) but um, I got excited about going to the place. And the place I'm going to talk to you about tonight is the house of God. I'm going to talk to you about the place where God meets you. I'm going to talk to you about the place where God gives you vision, where he gives you a dream, where he stirs your heart, where he gives you something that takes you beyond yourself and where you are. The place. That's what I'm going to share tonight. Now, place denotes these things. Now, listen. Community, a dwelling, a hangout, if you will, a residence, a location with a purpose. That's what place means. The local fellowship, the assembly, whatever you want to call it, the local church, is the place where God gives us to worship him. We come into the house of God, into the place here tonight to worship him and to receive from him. Amen. And we also come to have community with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. I can remember when I was growing up and I was a small child and, you know, we had a community and, and, and there were th- probably 30 children in that neighborhood and we all got together and played all the time. You know, ride bicycles, play games, play softball, you know, whatever it is. And in that little community, the church was in that community and, and, and uh, many people would go to that particular church. Some would go to others, but a lot of people would go to that particular church. And then in that neighborhood, in that community, in that place, if you will, uh, what would happen, there would be a grocery store there and you would do your grocery shopping there. Can you even imagine that they would deliver them to your door for you (laughs) in that little community? But you see what I'm saying? There, It it was like there was closeness there. And, and, And in the church, of the Lord Jesus Christ today, all that that we have of mostly of community is going to be in the house of the Lord in this place right here and other houses of worship uh, that 
uh, that exalt Jesus Christ as Lord and preach the word of God. Those are communities and those are houses of worship that I'm talking about. So the local, local fellowship or church is a place where God gives us to worship him and it's a place where we can connect with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's a refuge. Everybody say refuge. You know what a refuge is. If, if you talk about, you know, uh, let's just say uh, in Africa and, and, you know, you go over there and you go on a safari and, you know, there'll be a, a, a place where there's a refuge for the animals where they can come and be protected and nobody's going to hunt them, nobody's going to kill them, they can get away from their predators and enemy. Well, I want to tell you, the house of God, I want us to see the place, the house of God. I want us to see it as a refuge from the storms of life, from the enemies of God, from the enemies of people. It's a place where we can come. I like to look at the local church like a hospital. It is a place. And when you go to the hospital, they're trying to, uh, uh, to look at, at you and your situation, and they're trying to make you better, right? Well, when you come to God's house, it's a place of refuge and where the Word of God can keep you safe and keep you pr protected. And the Holy Spirit can envelop you and help you in every endeavor, in every situation that you are in. I believe that with all of my heart. You can come in, and I've heard it for years. People come in, and they're so uh, cast down. They're so downtrodden. They're, they're just under the situations of life. You know what I'm talking about. And they can come in here and faith is imparted because the Holy Spirit is here and the Word of God is here. They come in. I hear it all the time. I was there such and such a time and God spoke a word and I was praying, God, I need to hear from you. And I heard that night. The Holy Spirit revealed something to me. He gave me an answer. He opened up a door. And how wonderful that is is. The house of God is a refuge. It's a place where we can receive from him. Amen. But it's also a place where you can help someone else. God gives you and he gives me certain things to minister and to help every uh, person that we come in contact if we're open to that. Amen. So Believers need a place to connect and have community and spiritual family. You have, most of us, you know, some people, you know, all their family is gone. They're gone to heaven or they've left the earth, whatever the case may be. And, and you know, there are people like that. But many of us, we still have family members that are here in our earthly family. Um, my earthly family is very important to me, as I'm sure that yours are. You know, families are all different. There, you know, there's not one size fits all, and that's for sure. So you have a natural family, but then you have a spiritual family. And let me tell you, God says, I set the solitary, those that are alone out there, I bring them and I set them in the place. I bring them and I set them in the place. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm mad at that pastor because he preached on blah, blah, and I didn't like it. I'm offended and I'm leaving. Well, you just go ahead. But if that is your supply of the Spirit and where God has put you, you are not going to be 
progressing in the Lord the way that you need to. You say, well, you're just saying that because you're a pastor. That doesn't matter. If you're visiting here tonight and you go to some other church, it's the same everywhere. God takes people and places them in the family. Now, we can be a part of the family and not be a contributor, and we can be a part of the family and not help that family grow and develop and become, or we can throw our lot in, and we can work together as a spiritual family, and we can see the world, our world, turned upside down for Jesus Christ. Cause some trouble. Just cause some trouble. Be like, you know, the prophet. You remember that Ahab, you know, he said, there's the man that's causing trouble. And Elijah, he didn't care. That's right. I'm a troublemaker for Jesus. And that's what we need to be. We need to cause some trouble. For what? For the church? Get in strife and all? No. Cause some trouble for the kingdom of darkness. Get people born again. Share your faith. Bring them to the place of refuge and to the place of deliverance. Amen? We're to go out into the hedges and highways and compel them to come in. Amen? I want you to take your Bible, if you will, and turn with me to 1 Kings um, chapter number 8. In 1 Kings chapter, chapter number 8, I want us to look, we're going to read some in there in just a minute, but I want us to look at 1 Kings chapter 8 as a pattern. Everybody say pattern. pattern. Now, if you read that whole chapter, you will see that Solomon, King David's son, built... A temple. David wanted to build the temple, didn't he? He wanted to build it, but God said, no, you can't do it, but your son can do this. And so Solomon built the temple, and it was a, a great, great place. And on the day that, uh, that they were dedicating it, Solomon comes to the temple, and he lifts up his hands, and he began to pray prayers of what was going to take place in this temple. Now, before the temple, there was the tabernacle. You all know that, a tent, in other words. That's where the priest would go, and the, the Spirit of God was, and uh, so... They were leaving that tabernacle and coming into this building. They were coming to the place where God was going to meet them. And so when I say tonight that Solomon and what he was talking about here is a pattern for us, what I'm saying is we can take things that are in this 1 Kings chapter number 8 and we can equate this to what should be happening in God's house, the place of worship, the place of refuge, the place of deliverance, the place for spiritual family and community. We can, we can get an understanding of what need, needed to take place. Now, we're in trouble in Christianity today because we've left the pattern. 
we've left the pattern. Isn't that what was prophesied in 2 Timothy? He said, in the last days they will have a form, a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And so we've got so-called places of worship and I'm not here to down any because I don't really have any place on my mind. I'm, I, I just want to make a point. And, and my point is that uh, here, you know, you can see that uh, as this talks about, you know, what's going to go on in the church, and you can see the pattern has strayed far and far and far away from what it is. And so man came up with, uh, well, let's let our liturgy, let's let it be this, and let's do it that way, and, 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 and let's have high church. You know, let's have dignity. Let's talk to God. And so, and now, isn't that true? Isn't that what we do? Man's way of trying to worship God in man's way? Now, I don't think that we should be disrespectful. I don't think that we should do embarrassing things. I don't, but, but you know, it does, I don't, to lift up my hands and worship God, to speak blessing out to the Lord, to bow my knee to worship Him, None of that, you know, that's not disrespectful. But you see, there's a pattern of how you worship God. There's a pattern for the community of believers. But we have strayed in so many ways. But what I want us to do tonight is I want us to look at some elements and find this pattern. A pattern is a design. Now, you ladies that sew, you, you understand this and you know, know this. Now, I can't sew, but I did take home ec one year in high school. And I understand, you know, that you lay the pattern down, you pin it, right? You pin it, and then you take your scissors, and then you start going around and you follow the pattern. Is that right? Okay, that's the way you do it. Okay, so if you want a pattern of worship and you want a pattern of what it's supposed to be in the house of God, then don't you think you go to the Bible and you find out about that? See, this was the first temple that was dedicated. Now, I understand that Jesus came and he delivered us. I understand all of that. But if you look at 1 Kings chapter number 8, you are going to see things in there that should be taking place in God's house. Amen? All right. So the pattern is a design. It guides you. It's an original that you can follow. And we do not have the right to determine, well, we're going to do it our way. We're going to reconfigure the pattern, and we're going to do it the way we want to do it. Well, it doesn't work that way. I was reading in Revelation, because that's where I am in my Bible reading, just daily Bible reading. He said, if you add to or take away, you're in trouble with God. You can't, you, it, it's not up to us. 
God is the creator, and we worship in the way that he tells us to, not the way we determine that we're going to, because we think, after all, this is reasonable, don't you? And a group of people get together, and I guess they say, well, this is reasonable, we'll do this. When God says, nope, you do it my way. You worship him in spirit and in truth is what the Bible says. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.